may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I'm Melissa, and I'm here with Tanya. And we are uh, sadly without Allie today, but uh, it's just the two of us. But we will be watching... Cape Fear today, Woo-hoo! the original one, 1960s. What do you know about this movie, Tanya? There, okay, so what I know is from the trailers I saw for the remake. Okay. Uh, so I think there's a stalker guy. Okay, okay. Good guess, good guess, yes. That's about it. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. You, you are absolutely correct. There is a stalker guy nice. in this movie. And that stalker guy is Robert Mitchell. <gasps> right? right? <laughs> And Max is, <laughs> Max is Max very approves. excited, too. Yes. Um, also, we've got Gregory Peck in this movie. Oh. So, and and uh, Polly Bergen. So there is a lot to like about this movie. Yeah. So uh, we are just going to uh, go right into it because uh, my dog is a little high strung right now. Yeah. And uh, I'll feed him lunch while we watch the movie. And then hopefully we'll have a more peaceful recording session after. Sounds like a plan. So, so dear listeners, go find Cape Fear, the original one, 1962. And please enjoy it along with us we will be back in a few seconds to discuss it Tanya, what did you think? Oh my god. <laughs> um, uh, creepy Robert Mitchum. Creepy Robert Mitchum is All creepy. the creepy Robert Mitchum. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, right? Like, damn. Like, I, I kind of wanted him to have his Night of the Hunter stuff on. Yeah, so it's like a sequel? Yeah! Because, yeah. like, I could totally see that dude getting out of prison and becoming this dude. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's very much, very similar. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, motive's the same. Basic, uh, you know, abusive women and killing people. Oh, yeah. 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 All in the same family there. Yeah. (laughs) I kept waiting. I kept wanting him to sing, which he never did, but that's okay. Which, yeah. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice. But yeah, because with, with with Mitchum and Gregory Peck, you'd think you'd get a really yeah, nice like duet. Yeah, like even just a maybe? little bit, you know? <laughs> maybe when they were fighting in the swamp at the end, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, something like that. But no. Mm-hmm. But wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so lots of bad decisions. Indeed. Uh, so I, many I don't want to say mostly on Gregory Peck's part, but I mean, Robert Mitchum was like, a bad decision on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't blame What's-Her-Face for, for leaving town mm-hmm. and not testifying. Like, especially if she didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. that well, was like... Well, especially in the 60s. I mean, yeah, there's, the sexual assault laws were getting better, but still... No. They, I mean, no. even nowadays, they, they're lacking. It, yeah, a little bit. So, um, yeah, and, and she's right, you know, she's like, yeah, he goes away for six months. What happens after that? Yeah, no, there's no... He's already going after this family. He's and that was after him. eight years. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no way she wouldn't be in physical danger. Not to mention, 
she's right. If her family heard about it, if her town heard about it, there mm-hmm. was no going back. Right. At least this way she has a chance to go back mm-hmm. and play repentant prodigal son or yeah. something. Yeah. But if she, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so how, I, okay, so what really surprised me, I guess, as far as the dialogue was concerned. Yeah. Was the way they actually talked about assault and, yeah. and the devious things they were doing. Because it was pretty blatant when he told that story about his ex-wife mm-hmm. or his, his former wife, whether that was true or not. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, I kept her occupied for three days. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's like Saw horror movie shit. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. And he's just like, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm very not used to in the 60s. Yeah, and uh, this this movie was really contentious in terms of that, just for content. I can I imagine. Mean, they, the, the, uh, this is based on a novel called The Executioners by uh, um, John D. MacDonald, who was the guy who also wrote the detective novels featuring character Travis McGee. Okay. Um, but this... The, the, in the novel, Max Cady is a soldier who is court-martialed oh. for the rape of a 14-year-old girl. And then, you know, plot continues. Sure, sure. So it's much more, you know, in a novel, you can be much, could be much more blatant about this was rape. Right. And just outright say this was rape. And you couldn't even really use the word no. in the movie no. in 1962. So they really had to dance around it in the dialogue. And yeah. Yet they were tr- Doing their damnedest to make it clear this is what's going on. Oh, hells yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that that woman in that, uh, what's her name, Taylor? Yeah. Again, she was ripped. Like, yeah. He didn't just beat her up to yeah. make her scared. Like, he freaking raped her. And mm-hmm. I can't decide whether he raped the wife or not, the mom. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, at first I was like, oh, totally. But then it was like, but did he have time? Like, yeah. So yeah. that's still up in the air. And yeah, just wow. Yeah, it's a uh, <sighs> it, it it's a remarkable movie in terms of content for the time it was made. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's there's it's, stuff about prison yeah. and what what you can do and what who goes and yeah. Or even the scene I find super, super fascinating is the one with the eggs, right? Yes. Because he, you know, Katie knows his stuff. He studied the law. It's like, if you consent to this and yep. it won't stand up into the court of law. And and he's, and it is yeah. really horrifying. There's, oh, you so know, much tension. Yeah, and like. Yeah, even, even just beyond the, the performances, which are amazing oh. in that scene, because um, they mostly improvised. That's really, uh, uh, Polly Bergen and Oof. and uh, Robert Mitchum were pretty much just set free to go. The whole egg thing just kind of happened. Damn! Because <laughs> when that went, I was like, like "Oh shit, it's going to go down." Oh, gee. and then he's like wiping it over her, yeah. and he just keeps touching her yeah. chest, and it's I'm like, just like, "Ah!" Icky, 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 and just so many. Oh, and like, yeah, it's just. I'm I'm sorry. I'm spe- I shouldn't be speechless. It's a podcast, but but but, but it's a, it's your raw reaction to this movie. Yeah, it's just oh, I mean, and that's like, a, that's a scene where the the actors literally came out bruised and bloody by the end of the scene. Yeah, because that oh, I'm I'm, I'm impressed when a director trusts the actors enough to do that, yeah. and then it comes out that well. 
Uh, but, I mean, part of me, I love creepy Robert Mitchum. Yeah, yeah. But part of me now is, knowing that that's improvised, kind of going, creepy mm. Robert Mitchum, how creepy are you, yeah. really? Because yeah. if you just pulled that out, like... Well, it, 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 judging from what I've read about the two actors in the scene, and, you know, how they've talked about it in the past, is, like... They were collaborating on okay, the scene. Okay, okay, okay. And, and uh, you know, they they pretty much just got caught up in the moment. And okay. this is all I, the crazy shit can, that happened in front of the camera. I could see that. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense from, like, an actor perspective. Yeah. But, like, because they were tapping some dark shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. just, wow. Because, like, he, he knows he's physically bigger. Mm-hmm. And, like... That that comes across in his other roles, not just when he's being creepy, Robert Mitchum. Right. So, like, to see him just kind of inhabit that space was mm-hmm. just like, whew. yeah. And uh, w- w- really, his size really struck me when he actually has the little girl mm-hmm. because he just looks at her and she just like you can see the fire poker like dropping mm-hmm. and dropping. Mm-hmm. And then he just poof, and like, and her, her, he's got both of her hands in one wrist. Mm-hmm. He's or one uh, reverse that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he's got her, and uh, she's like, and... she comes up to under his chest. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's a giant man. Oh, and the way they shot, so like every time in in the scene where he's finally getting to her, he breaks through the door, or whatever. He is always in an upshot. It's very oh, yeah. firm. He's very dominant on the screen. And her shots are all wavery. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it, it uh, goes, it's not a still camera. It's literally, they're doing that to disorient you. Yeah, they're doing the Dutch Dutch angle tilt. And yeah. So they're just and they're bringing tilting it, it out. while they're doing it, which yeah. is just, it's so it's not just sideways. It's like it's sideways and then it moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I just thought that was brilliant and like oh one of the goals in this movie the the director jay lee thompson who is also the guy who directed guns of navarone okay which which came out the previous year okay so with gregory peck um he did this as kind of a tribute to alfred hitchcock i can so he definitely was definitely going after the uh the the dutch angles and the crazy shots and deliberately filming in black and white Uh this is the 60s and, um, you know, Psycho came out two years prior to this. Sure. And in fact, the Psycho house was used as the hotel where the assault happens. I thought it right? looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, and you had uh, asked during the opening credits to give a little bit more context to where this movie was coming from. Um, this was the same year that... To Kill a Mockingbird came out. Oh, Jesus. So Gregory Peck had these two movies <laughs> in the same year. And it's interesting because they're kind of flip sides. Yeah, it's like, okay, so here's the lawyer like doing this thing. And then this lawyer is doing a totally, it's like, yeah, that yeah. was really interesting. And I loved how Robert Mitchum knew exactly where the lines were. Mm-hmm. And he knew how to get to the line mm-hmm. and how to provoke the line to be crossed right by not him right whether it was the cops or whether it was Gregory Peck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the and and the and Gregory Peck how he's reacting to that yeah is very interesting too because in the beginning you know he's like he's kind of squirting the law on stuff I mean yeah. he's, he's a lawyer but you know he's kind of doing things 
in not quite eh. in the up and up way, but uh, and, and so it's an interesting push and pull between the villain and the you know good For guy. Sure. And then once you get further into uh, Peck being terrified for his family, like the decisions get worse and worse. Because, yeah, because people exactly. make dumb decisions when they're under pressure like that. They do when and, they're scared, and it's yeah. and it's amazing because I I think one of the points of if not the book the movie was to show how easily you can come to that moral line. Oh yeah, and yeah. why you would necessarily cross or not cross it. Yeah, yeah. I, I also love the fact that at the end of the movie, I mean, like, before you see them all on the boat, they're just standing there. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's still a standoff. Because even though Gregory Peck has the gun, Robert Mitchum could still win. Oh, absolutely. So, like, and that, like, I kind of wish that that was the last scene of the movie mm-hmm. because then i would still you kind of never know yeah because really that is the point it's like, yeah i know like, i'm going to keep you alive and you're going to suffer like i did but it, you know it's also the but the there's not the definitive no there that. isn't and like so that that means you know like in that situation everybody's still in danger yeah i mean like everybody's still got trauma everybody's still got all these consequences mm-hmm. and you still have no resolution yeah and I, I mean, I understand why they put the little boat scene after that, yeah. but at the same time, like, I kind of wanted the credits to roll there. Oh, yeah. Because that pullback yeah. with just the two of them, mm-hmm. like, looking at each other was just brilliant. Yeah, it's, it, it is so on point. Oh, yeah. and it, it reminded me a lot of um, the most deadly game or the deadliest game. Yeah, which, uh, the, the, the one where they hunt Yeah, the, the deadliest game. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most dangerous game. Yes, thank Most you. Most dangerous game. That's because because yeah. they're running through these trees and these branches and they're like trying to outwit each other of like who's over here and who's over there and what's the target really and yeah. like and, and I felt it was very reminiscent of that kind of like survival kind of thing because yeah. I think that's where Gregory Peck is coming from. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Robert Mitchum kind of like whether he's right or wrong, he's decided that torturing this family is his survival. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, and so there's like this mental gymnastics going on for him. Yeah, and it's just fascinating. Yeah, and also just the as as this feud goes on, it gets further and further removed from civilization. Yes, until finally you're in the freaking bayou. Yes. <laughs> By the way, leeches. Can we say how many leeches do both of them have at this point? Because they're just Probably like a lot all over the water, and like their pants are not secured. Nope. I'm sure. No, nope. Robert Mitchum's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> there there should be. have been leeches on him. Oh boy! Yeah, swamp water is not clean or nice or parasite well, free or free of snapping turtles. <laughs> I did kind of want an alligator to show up. That would have been lovely. <laughs> just be like, ah, I'm gonna go over here now. Yeah, like, ah, snack size. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just it's fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. I wish. Okay, so I kind of thought the mom was semi-smart. Yeah, because she was like, okay, don't you know? Don't if you go and you're gonna go threaten this guy with a gun, I'm calling the cops because that's stupid. Yeah, like, and I thought that was really smart. I thought, um, 
I didn't think the whole faking leaving your family and then setting the trap thing was very smart. Yeah. Because literally that's prosecutable. Like yeah. that's co- that's uh entrapment. Yeah. Like or or a planned murder thing. Like Yeah. I mean that yeah. But he, like like it's a, I mean, like I said when we were watching the movie, this is a movie of bad decisions. Yeah. And and, and I realize the laws are different. Mm-hmm. But okay, as a woman, I've had to think about shit like this. Oh yeah. Because I just have. I've had a stalker. I've had to think about shit like this. Mm-hmm. You have to know, like, when somebody harasses you and they call you, you have to know to you write down the time. You you doc yeah. you document everything. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you think you see them, you write it down. And I know that doesn't necessarily make it better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You're still maniacally tortured in your brain. But, like, you don't run away from people. Yeah. <laughs> like, the chick did into the school, and I realize she's supposed to be young, but you you, you stay where people know you. Like, her mom's car was yeah. there. Stay public. She knew her mom was coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would have taken a long time, but you could lock the doors. Mm-hmm. You could blare on the phone, or on the horn. Yeah. Draw a crowd. You know, dude's either going to be scared away by the other people mm-hmm. or he's going to escalate. And if he escalates, then you've got him on something. Right. And if it, and so it's and I understand that they're different and I'm not sure exactly how catchable, quote unquote, that would make him. But you don't run into an abandoned building or, or closed building. You You stay public and you've got to... Like, it's just, ugh. And I feel like a lot of that knowledge that we have now was, you know, built during the 50s and 60s yeah, because and 70s. A lot of stuff happened yeah. between then that news covered. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, once you could start actually talking about stuff like this yeah. in the media, it comes to light. And, and that's another and thing, too. And it starts too, like, conversations. A lot, of, a lot of the things that you see about, you know, how he treats... Or, you know, how the women decide what is or isn't safe, Mm -hmm. I think is a lot more affected because they didn't have a discussion about, hey, this might not be safe. Or, hey, this guy is here. He's doing these things. This is a pattern of not safeness Mm -hmm. that we can recognize and see. As opposed to, he's just a dude. He hasn't actually done anything. Right. Like, I mean... Yeah, and it's just, and it's sad that our society has come to that, mm-hmm. but it's also, I mean, it's not better because we can, quote unquote, identify these behaviors, but like, we can talk about that and we can say, hey, this might be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and and we know it's a pattern and it, it's no longer taboo to bring it up right. as a subject and it's, yeah. yeah. And then the victim of the assault, too, is a lot more able ha- to to be able to talk about it. Right. Because, like, Gregory Peck is right. T- going through a trial as a victim yeah. and having to testify is more almost, well... It, it's almost worse than it's going through the act wor- itself. Because you have you to have, relive it. Yeah, you have literally. to regurgitate it in public. You have to regurgitate it in public in specific language that it, is yeah. not every day. And then you've got a... a, a a second attorney who's against you and trying to poke holes holes in your story. Uh, and purposely, like, 
misconstruing things Mm -hmm. and the assumptions that people have about what a victim does or what a victim goes through Mm -hmm. is so skewed from because each each individual is different in Mm -hmm. how they react to stress and trauma yeah so like i just finished this book about a bunch of rape cases in montana and they were the the defense attorneys would use the fact that the women misremembered details or drove, drove the guy home afterwards or didn't call for help as evidence that they weren't really raped. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's not true. Yeah. People in that situation are going to be so embarrassed and violated at what happened to them, they aren't necessarily going to want to say those things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it just makes it even harder to prosecute when that stuff happens. Yeah. And yeah. and back then, there was even less knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. And it was even easier to say, well, you went up to the room with him, so obviously that meant that it was consensual. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I have a lot of feels about this movie, oh, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's one that certainly has has had its meaning evolve through time i can imagine yeah and i think it's really remarkable we can look back on this movie what 55 years later or 53 whatever the math is (laughs) um 55 years later and i think it has probably even gained more meaning oh yeah uh, just because of this and our our further understanding yeah of, of how assault works really yeah yeah and and in that still rings true very true horrifically so (laughs) yeah because there are people today who will know the law on purpose because they know that they're going to be able to manipulate the law Mm -hmm. for their own benefit right right and consciously do it and proving that conscious like proving that intent Mm -hmm. like you can't it's like they they said in the thing, like Gregory Peck, or or was it the police chief? He actually said, like, you can't prosecute intent. You can't right. prosecute a guy wanting to do something. Mm-hmm. Because Gregory Peck's already immediately, like, guilty of that. Yeah. And he said so himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. Okay, now I want to talk about the hair and the costumes. Okay. <laughs> Onward. Yeah, yeah, that that's that negligee thing that was really oh, fitted. Oh god. I want one of those like 17 yeah. of them. Yeah. Cuz they they have like bra support. Yeah. Like her boobs were amazing. Yeah, that was like she had, yeah, that was like some Marilyn Monroe crap. Like mm-hmm. there were yeah. Yeah, there was support and cantilever. And then and it yeah. had like the pleats on the side. It was mm-hmm. very like go her. Like oh, that yeah. was amazing, <laughs> and all they have really, really cute little uh, boating shorts. Yeah, I yeah. really liked those. Those were cute, and the um, what's it called? There's a ribbing that she had on the white dress when Robert Mitchum had her alone in the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On her yeah. thing, I really that was a cute little dress with mm-hmm. that little yeah, but the hair. Oh god, the daughter's hair. Oh, it, it, yeah, it it's like, like her hair was huge. Her hair was like twice the size of her face. Yeah, and I know that was like a thing then because Lawrence Welk and like I, I seen <laughs> pictures. I love that scene. The first thing you go for is Lawrence Welk. But that's where I saw those hair. Well, I know, I know, I know. That's like, that's totally. But she, it was like totally okay, kid. You either need to like 
get a body that's t- like five years older mm-hmm. or get hair that's like five half the size because it was like it was like gross. I'm making hand gestures. Which oh yeah, they're, they're extraordinary. Um, yeah. it, but it's like helmet hair, but like a helmet that's like three sizes too big, mm-hmm. and it just didn't fit her face. And I just wanted to like give comb her, it down. Give her like, a couple years, she'll grow into her hair. I know, but like, <laughs> it's not soon enough, sweetie. Like you need, <laughs> yeah. like okay. I I kept thinking like Patty Duke, but like. She's not yeah, old enough to be yeah. Patty Duke, and it's just like... And I'm somehow like, I think having her be brunette makes it even more obvious that yes. it's, her hair is yes. enormous. It's huge. It's like it might have worked better if she were blonde, but it's yeah, just Yeah, like, it's just, oh, Or like a bows or something, because it was just all over. She had great facial expressions. Oh, she did. Like, and I love... Oh, and the other thing that they kept doing with the... With, um, Peck's family was putting them in things that made them seem like they were behind bars. Yeah. So, like, when they shot through into the kitchen, like, there were those glasses mm-hmm. or, or the, what are they called, wine glass holder things oh, that were, yeah. like, hanging down from the ceiling. And, like, it, so you look through those and she's, like, and then the daughter in the basement had, like, there were bars and the window and, like. Yeah, and, and. A lot of times that they're they're isolated yes. visually and uh, you know also plot wise, but it's and even though some of those things are like oh god don't leave her alone yeah <laughs> it's seriously. like that, that's dumb it's like okay. what do you think is gonna happen but still I mean I mean Hitchcock does this too I mean if this is a tribute to Hitchcock that's true absolutely he really does spot on because Hitchcock yep. does this all the time he's just better at getting away from it. <laughs> You know, he, he's better at he, he's better at covering his tracks enough that it's like a couple hours before you f- the film you go oh why no that wouldn't have worked yeah 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 Where, whereas this is you kind of watch it and go oh yeah that's a bad decision yeah I mean but but, it, but the you know stylistically it it works great. yeah no yeah. I mean the suspension was really there mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say it was sorcerer level suspension true like but. There are times when I'm just like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, it's just playing music and, like, they've got the repetitive ping pong ball, ping pong ball sound. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's little things that just, like, get under your skin. Yeah. And that's really, I think, the kind of tension that this movie needs. Yeah. And so I think they got that. But just seriously, people, like, you've got money. You're a successful lawyer. Hire some private people to just be bodyguards mm-hmm. for a while. Like, instead of hiring them to beat up the dude, yeah. hire them to walk around with your daughter. Yeah. Hire them to walk around with your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, hire them to sit in your wife's car so it's not unlocked in the middle of the street. Right? <clears throat> I mean, like, I know people... But, I mean... Aces for him for hiring Telly Savalas. Yeah, because Telly Savalas... Telly Savalas had hair, right? How wrong was that? <laughs> Although... Uh, <laughs> okay, so the first time Telly this Savalas... Is, this is pretty early Telly Savalas, I too. know! But, like, the first time he went into the room alone with the with the victim of the assault... Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, no! Don't let him go in there. He doesn't like women either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I went Cause straight to a dirty dozen. Oh, okay. He, dirty, and he really he's the, doesn't like women oh, in dirty he's dozen. A, he's the Max Cady of dirty dozen. Yeah, mm. I know. So I'm like, oh, oh, this might not be good. Telly Savalas might not be good. Yeah. <laughs> he which was, is, which is fine. Which but. is interesting because we're of a, a of an age range where we, we don't remember Kojak. No. But, well, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I... 
I know who Kojak is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, but for for whatever reason, we didn't watch it in my house. No. So, but so I know Sabala's from. Yep. Dirty Dozen and uh, <laughs> uh, you know several of those other things. So you know he's always been this edgy yep. sort of dude. You know, he's not Kojak. You know? <laughs> who loves you, baby? <laughs> But no, he's 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 super great here, and you know, a tiny no, and role. He, this is super early because his his first film role he got when he was thirty seven. Wow, he got nice. he had he had just a lifetime of kind of odd jobs because uh-huh. he was like a a reporter for ABC News. Oh wow, he, um, he was a lifetime really great poker player. Apparently, <laughs> uh, won many many tournaments in Vegas, but he was also. Um, he studied psychology. He's nice. in World War Two. Um, he was a lifeguard, <laughs> <laughs> but then you know eventually got into acting. Uh-huh. Started acting at thirty-seven, and then just had a solid career. Nice. After that. You know, Kelly's Heroes, and he was Blofeld in Honor Majesty's Secret Yay! Service. He's one of my. He's my favorite Blofeld. I really do love him. But uh, he, you know, I I have yeah, a thing. That's I have okay. A thing. That's okay. Honor Majesty's Secret Service would be a truly great Bond film if it weren't for. The guy playing Bond. Just saying. <laughs> I so, think that's another that's another podcast. That is an entirely different podcast. We should we should do one. You know, ladies watching Bond. That would be fun. Anyway. Anyway. Called Bond Girls. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> Real Anyways. Right. Real education Bond. Real education spy. Right. That's not where my brain went. Oh, okay. All right. Really. Anyway. Anyways. Reel it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. Yeah. So Telly Savalas. I I liked the character because he's a private eye, right? So he's not a cop, which means Mm -hmm. they're right. Legally, he has more wiggle room. Yeah. For like following Robert Mitchum and like doing some kind of less than. You know, uh, he gets to talk to the victim for some reason. Yeah, and he and he can talk in. A much more frank way yeah. about what's what going you can on. Do. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I liked that, but I also was like, yeah. And you're kind of skeezy too, because you have these underground connections that you could be like, so this is the next step since yeah. he kind of blocked the cops, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But again, rules were different back then, right? And how long do you really want to be tortured by a dude, right? Like, right. I I can talk glibly because you know. I haven't had this kind of experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, it, it, I mean, I'm talking out of my ass here a little bit, but it, it, I feel like nowadays well, I'm glad that there are more things that you can do against right. something like this. Right, and it's also, I mean, this is a movie, this is heightened reality. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's not, we're not watching a documentary. We're no, not no. Uh, watching something that's purporting to be realistic. Right. This right. is very obviously a film that is elevating all this stuff right. to, you know, tell a story. Uh, right. It's, it, it's very film noir in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little arch. Yeah. 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 I like my movies arch. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very yeah, nice. A little very bit, nice. yes. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, other people in the film, we've got Martin Balsam. Yeah! He's great. Uh, you know, you've seen him all over yep. movies in this era because he like, just oh, was that all guy. over the place because he was, he was in Psycho. Yep. He fell backwards in Psycho. Everybody remembers him falling backwards in Psycho. <laughs> uh, he was in 12 Angry Men and yep. Breakfast at Tiffany's yep. and Tor Tor Tora. Yep. And... Uh, he was one of the actor studio guys. 
That's he, right. He came up with like Wait, Brando Eli- with uh yeah Brando and Elia Kazan yep, yep. and Lee Strasberg. Uh, his first film role was in On the Waterfront. Nice because right. On the Waterfront was like all yep. actor studio. Yeah, it guys. was. Yeah, it yeah. was. And uh, so yeah, he. You're right. He's. I always like seeing Martin Balsam. He's just kind of. <laughs> he's nice to see. You know. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the judge who played the judge. Oh, oh um, that was, was Platt something maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. Can't he was the name. chief on Get Smart. Yes, he was. And so, like in the beginning, like the cone of silence. Of, one of the first scenes, he calls Gregory Peck and the other lawyer guy mm-hmm. up to the up to the bench, and I just kept waiting for him to call for the cone of silence, mm-hmm. <laughs> which totally didn't happen. But that's what in my head canon that judge has a cone of silence because he is secretly the chief for Get Smart. <laughs> I like that head canon. I really like that. And you'll you'll be even more entertained uh, when we take a look at the remake <gasps> next episode Woo! so um but reeling it back in peggy yep. bergen of course yes uh she's wonderful in this mm-hmm. movie um very good at being terrified yeah <laughs> but peggy bergen i feel is a name that nobody it's remembers like, but candace you bergen's her? mom isn't it um no she didn't have children if oh. i remember right uh, she has like a 60 year acting career. Wow. She started in radio at like age 14 and just kept going. Uh, she did tons of TV, not too many movies, uh-huh. but tons of TV, lots of stage. Um, uh, she had, she was like in cabaret and stuff. Oh, and, wow. And uh, she only died like two years ago. Oh, my gosh. She was around till 2014. Wow. Um, she was in uh, Desperate Housewives. <laughs> she, she's. <laughs> Was it Felicity Huffman in Desperate okay. Housewives? Okay. It's her mother. Nice. Who played her mother in uh, Desperate Housewives. Uh, also, she was in Crybaby, the one directed <laughs> by uh, 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 Waters. And uh, uh, ardent feminist all, through all this time. Uh, very pro-choice. She had a botched abortion when she was younger. Wow. And couldn't have kids after that because of, uh-huh. it, it, it was an illegal abortion. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Botched illegal. I should clarify. Yes. <laughs> Well, because they weren't. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, a little bit of a geek. She was an avid sci-fi reader. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, she was just an interesting lady, but not in very many movies. Like, if you look at her IMDb list, she's only in, like, 27 movies, huh. but tons and tons of credits because of sure, everything else everything she has else. done. Awesome. But, and just worked solidly all that time. I, I kind of wonder if she had issues with some of the things that were going on in the script. Uh, although... I, I mean, even though there's so much assault directed at women, it's not, it is never uh, condoned. It is, no, 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 no. It is very no, that's much. That's yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. I meant the, the parts where her acting was less for mm-hmm. me were the parts where they were making stupid decisions. Oh, yeah. Like, like she, I just, she's like, really? I just felt like she would just want to walk up to Gregory Peck and smack him upside the head and be like, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? But her character was required to be scared at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when I felt it was less genuine. Right. The thing with Robert Mitchum? Oh. Yeah. God! <laughs> so, 
so going on Gregory Peck, I feel like, you know, like as human beings, like as yep. actors, they, they're totally on the same page yes. about this stuff because Gregory Peck was very famous for being super duper liberal yep. and was yep. very supportive of, of gay rights and civil yep. rights and uh, uh, workers' rights. And I mean, he got humanitarian awards. Yay! He, he worked his entire life. He was a solid actor, of course, and mm-hmm. like... Uh, I think it was like five Best Actor nominations, and he won for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird the same year. But, you know, throughout all that, he was always an activist Mm -hmm. as well. You know, he was friends with Jane Fonda. He was just like super duper liberal. He even was considering running against Reagan (gasps) for the governorship of California when he was running for re-election in 1970. God, how do I get into that parallel universe? Right? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... Gregory Peck, super cool guy. He drank Guinness every day of his life. He had a tap installed in his house. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? This is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, But just a wonderful career. Um, You know, Guns and Everon, like I mentioned earlier. And, you know, the year after this, he did Roman Holiday. Yep. Uh, He did The Omen. Yep. uh, He did. have to look at my notes. Uh, yeah, he was a friend of Michael Jackson for 25 years, apparently. He wow. used to go horse riding on Neverland Ranch. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that was something I thought. Yeah. Oh, this is the the story I was going oh, to yeah. look at. Um, while uh, filming Roman Holiday the year after this, um, he was going through a divorce with his first wife, and I can't remember her name. So he was kind of distraught while doing Roman Holiday, but while he was filming overseas he met this french woman who he later married and they were married for the rest of wow. his life wow so that's cool a, yeah so <gasps> he was like a year away from you know beating his life partner interesting yeah. wow let's see he was a uh, president of the academy for motion picture arts and sciences from 1967 to 1970 okay when martin luther king was assassinated he was the person who made the decision to move the academy awards to not conflict with the nice news reporting and uh yeah just a interesting guy um wow uh a very tall imposing figure yes uh very hearty in hail apparently because he uh during the fight scenes, usually Gregory Peck would do his own stunts. I, I was going to say, I figured yeah. he would. Cause he, cause and, they, and I think Mitchum did usually, Yeah, too. Mitchum usually did, too. Yeah, because yeah, he was pale and hearty as well. Yeah, barrel-chested. But uh, Peck, apparently, during the final fight scene uh-huh. in Cape Fear, uh, actually, one of the punches landed <gasps> from Peck onto oh Mitchum. And they continued, because uh-huh. they're professionals. And they continued with the uh, shooting the scene, but afterwards, Bishop like staggered into this trailer and collapsed. Oh God! And he was like, uh, he could feel it for days. He said, and I think <laughs> I've got a quote here from him. I don't feel sorry for anyone dumb enough who picks a fight with Gregory Peck. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Damn. And I mean, Mitchum was a guy who used to be on a chain gang. I know. Mitchum was like badass. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And when he gets hit by Gregory Peck, he's like, damn. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I have way more respect for Gregory Peck now. Yeah. Just uh, completely decking. (laughs) Yeah. But Robert Mitchum is not a guy to fuck with, like I was saying before. Like, well, I mean, it wasn't intentional, but it was no. But I mean, still, like Mm -hmm. Robert Mitchum is creepy. Robert Mitchum. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Very creepy, Robert Mitchum. God, I love creepy Robert Mitchum. (laughs) 
And then there they are it's in the bayou filled with kookaburras for some reason. <laughs> kookaburras? That's, that's, that's the thing like that monkeys. just slays me about this movie. <laughs> kookaburra noise just comes up and it's like, that's a, they are not in Australia. That's a kookaburra. There's yeah. no reason. I, so many kookaburras. I, I yeah, because we were like counting them. I was up to like six in the first yeah. five minutes that they were in the bayou. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. We might as well put in a Minnesota loon because it's just as appropriate. Yeah, and like, a few red tail hawk screams. And, and <laughs> how about a peacock? Woo! Ooh, yes. Yeah, peacocks are good. Just for color. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> And then the NBC theme goes doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> tangent. Oh man! So, yeah. No, it, it, if you guys didn't see this movie, go find it. It's yeah, just, it's it's easy to find. It's, I mean, it's it's not yeah. easy to watch necessarily. Yeah, especially if you have had to deal with this stuff. Oh goodness, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, as I'm watching, it's like, oh, I should have put a trigger warning at the beginning. Yeah, really. and and I definitely need to at the beginning of. Are talking, we, yeah. After doing yeah. the uh, the remake is oh, is it worse? It, it well, it was made in the nineties, well, so right. we could be more frank about this stuff. It's not. Well, I mean, it's Scorsese right. directing it, yeah. So he's not going to go like full lurid, but no, it's still... but he's the, Scorsese has a visceral. He does have a very kind of thing yeah. to him, so I will be interested to see that. It is very interesting. So, and, and this, I mean, like for the sixties, this was freaking visceral. Oh yeah, it very nearly earned an X for the British rating system. Oh wow, yeah, because there's yeah, yeah. with those eggs, man. Yeah, who knew eggs could be so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just regular chicken eggs. It's just I know. Yeah. I re- I kind of wanted her to get the knife. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's another thing that's interesting about the remake. But we'll we'll talk about it at that Ooh, point, right? I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it's it's interesting how this movie gets played with when advanced. Sure. Well, I mean, especially because uh, you know, the laws have later. changed mm-hmm. from the when this was made, because there are things like stalker protections and like yeah. um, restraining orders and stuff, mm-hmm. which I I think they had back in the sixties. I I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. But, it's just like to get them. And, I and, think was a lot harder, and I think the awareness of them wasn't necessarily yes, as good. Because, I agree. I mean, there, there's always, there's just this assumption of just social pressure, right? From right, not right. Saying well, like, yeah. and in the '60s, like, I, I'm like looking at like security wise, like, because there's this one part yeah. where Robert Mitchum just walks up to the airline lady and is like, "Hey, I have a thing for this dude." Yeah. Like, is he there? When's he coming back? And she's just like, blah, 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 oh, yeah. blah. And like, today, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, that shit doesn't fly. No, you can't even go into the, the terminal. The terminal. Is so, I mean, I remember the days when you used to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, most you, of us do, because I mean, that didn't, ha- that lockdown didn't happen until September 11th. Yeah. And yeah. So, so it was just like, getting and holding that restraining order would have been a lot different, too. Yeah. Because you wouldn't, I mean, like, on both sides, because Robert Mitchum, like in the future, nowadays, I mm-hmm. guess, a, a stalker has got access to GPS and it's right. got access to Google and it's got access to anything that you yeah. put out there that yeah. you don't even think about. Yeah. I mean, there, there are stronger tools for surveillance, but also there's a lot of guards in place. Exactly. So some of those things, yeah. like the airline lady, wouldn't have just said, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, this was about 55 years ago now. Um, and then Scorsese remade this movie in 91, 92. Which sure. Was okay. 30 years difference. It'd be interesting no, to see this movie. No, 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 I'm not that old. <laughs> it's only 20 years. 60, oh, 20 62? years from today. 30 years after the original. The original. 20 years from yeah. today. Because yeah. I was like, wait well, a second. Hold on. No, I, I, I was going to say, yeah, like, remake this movie every 30 years. Yes. <laughs> kind of like the 7-Up series, only for... Like, oh, God. How the laws change in protecting people from stalkers. Well, oh, uh, that, I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's a good movie. No, good, because like in the next yeah. 10 years, dear Lord, they could be worse. I know. I know. Yeah, political commentary. Who'd have thunk? Ah, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Yeah, Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, re- I really recommend this. If you liked... Yeah. If you liked Robert Mitchum being creepy in Night of the Hunter like I do... Yeah, this is full... Full-on creepy Robert Mitchum. God, and yes. just... And Gregory Peck is astounding. Yeah. And there are moments of like, yeah, go get the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So... And and there there that that egg scene is oh just Oh god. That, that alone. That's like like every once in a while a movie has a perfect scene. Yeah. And that scene is perfect. That, that is that is a magic scene. It yeah, is and a it was, terrifying scene, but it's, it's magic. Like not cut a lot either. No. There's very no. few cuts except for like when they're moving through the rooms. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Yeah. That's just whew. Yeah, that that's a you you know the crew and the director was just watching that going, oh my god, this is gold. Yeah, yeah. Keep it rolling, like, keep it rolling. Hey, don't, don't stop, don't stop. Yeah. Shut up. Keep, keep don't going, you, keep going. Don't, don't you, no break. I don't care what the union says. We're rolling. <laughs> yeah, apparently the eggs weren't originally there. It's like they, uh, you know, somebody called for eggs. I can't remember for the director or Mitchum, but, uh-huh. you know, once they knew that free reign was going to yeah. happen with these actors, it's like, bring us some eggs. <laughs> Okay, I want to be the PA who's like, it's like, yes, sir, get some eggs. <laughs> get some eggs for Robert Mitchum. <laughs> <laughs> and then eggs happen. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no. d- yeah, dear listeners, it's 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 easy to find. It's on Amazon right yep. now for rental for three bucks. Um, it's on various other services yep. for a similar price for rental. Um, yeah, easy yeah. to find. Go, go find it and... Go forth and find it. And then join us again. Yeah, next couple weeks, uh, our next episode is going to be the remake, the Woo-hoo! Scorsese remake of Cape Fear. So we will join you then. Take care, see you then. Bye. Bye-bye! We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Noir Education. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa and I'm here today with... Tanya! Yay! Yay! And that is Max. Oh, Max. Hey, Max, Max, Max. It's okay, Max. Max. Settle, settle. Hey. It's okay. Settle. Settle. Good boy. Good boy. All right, we'll try that again. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I'm here with... Tanya! (laughs) And and the dog. (laughs)